0: It is so good and refreshing to see our young people coming up and uh, sharing their talents with us. Make sure that you thank them at the end of the evening for uh, what they're doing this evening. It's always exciting to see. If you want to turn in your Bibles, we are going to be out of Luke um, chapter 2. In, in just a little bit tonight, we're going to talk about maybe a, a different thought that we've had about the night that Jesus was born. A lot of times we sing about Silent Night. We sing about the quietness and uh, the reverence that was there. Uh, But I want to talk about the party that happened that night because there, as we read through Luke 2, uh, was a party going on. And usually when we think of Christmas parties, we might think of the, the ugly sweater parties that we have, which, by the way, we have one, I think, Wednesday night with a game night. So you can come along and do that if you want to come here. Maybe we think about those um, little bits of food on toothpicks. You know, you you never quite get enough, but they're they're there, little hors d'oeuvres or whatever they are. And uh, maybe some of those favorite cookies that we have, if they're sugar cookies, or I always like the wreath cookies. But we think of parties along those lines there. And I believe the night that Jesus was born, there was a huge party that was going on. And when we look at this and as we read the scriptures, we see what happened. We see the occasion of the Savior coming to earth, and it's an exciting thing to look at. You know, angels announce important things throughout Scripture, so if you're acquainted with the Bible, if you read through the Bible, you'll know in the Old Testament there was quite a bit of that. Abraham and Sarah, they had that announced, that they were going to have a son when they were just like beyond age, and so God blessed them with that announcement from an angel. Joshua 5 and 6, the battle plan for conquering Jericho. Angels came and announced that. Um, Gideon, when he was going to go to war, the angels came down and announced that to him and encouraged him in that battle. We see that um, the birth of Samson was also announced by angels. We see that the whole book of Zechariah, that's basically uh, one announcement after another from one angel to another angel to another to Israel about things that were happening. So as we look at angels we see that there are important things that happen. John the Baptist was announced, and the birth of Jesus, of course, was also announced. And then the resurrection, after the death, burial, the resurrection was announced by angels. So we know that when angels were around, that exciting things were happening, and they were foretelling uh, of what God had to uh, do and accomplish through his son Jesus, as we look at this one here. So they came and they said there's going to be Great news, or good news of great joy to this world. And so as we look at this 9 through 14, we see it started out with one angel. One angel came down and announced the birth of Jesus. But then it says that, that the skies opened up with a heavenly host, and they all came down, praising God, saying glory to God in the highest, peace and earth goodwill towards men. And so we see really the, the supernatural that opens up and pours over into the world. And so as we look at this, we see this is where the celebration started. And it's real interesting when you sort of study about angels. And I, and I believe that our ladies in the, in the church here, maybe it's a, a, a men and ladies' Bible study, they're going to be studying through angels. And it's interesting as you look at them because Peter tells us in 1 Peter 1 that the angels long to know what we know. Can you imagine that? That the angels long to know what we know? And I was just listening uh, not too long ago to uh, Pastor Pritchard, and he was, he was uh, given a little message on this, and he says, you know, that there is no saved angels. Angels were elect; They were either good angels or they were bad angels. There was no salvation with angels. So the angels knew nothing about grace. They knew nothing about mercy. They knew nothing about uh, the forgiveness of sins. But they knew it was a, a characteristics of God. And so when God had promised us salvation, the angels were intrigued by this. And I believe, you know, however long the angels were around and however long God had, had shown them his plan, it says that they, they destined to look into these things. They wanted to look into these things. And actually, if you read through uh, 1 Peter 1, Um, One of the descriptions is is when it says that they wanted to peer into this, there's two meanings for that. One is like they were standing on their tippy toes. So imagine this like if you were in the back of a full room and you wanted to see what was going on up front. You get up on your tippy toes and it's like, I want to see what's going on. That's one of the meanings. The other meaning is that they knelt down, sort of like Peter and John did to look in the tomb of Jesus. And so they wanted to see what was going on and they wanted to investigate this. They wanted to experience this. And so I really believe as we read through Luke 2 that we see the angels that when God gave them this great um, opportunity, this great ministry of coming down and announcing the birth of the Lord and Savior, that they were excited about it. I don't think it was a quiet thing. I think it was just like an earth-shattering thing and the, the skies opened up. And So now you've got these shepherds And these shepherds, they're out in the fields by night as we sing. We know about this. And they're guarding their flocks, right? Because at night the thieves are around, the predators are around. And at nighttime it's pretty quiet. And so they were probably out there on a a very dark night. Maybe some little starlights are there. And then can you imagine as the skies opened up or as this angel come down, they were probably fearful of that, you know. And it says in the scriptures they had probably never seen this, never experienced anything like this. But then it just says like the heavens tore open. And this heavenly host came down and they started proclaiming these things. It just blew up with angelic activity. And it had to be an exciting time for them. It had to be a life-altering as well as a scary thing for them probably. But they saw this and they experienced this. And then it tells us something about them. That they were in awe. That they were in awe of what had happened. And when they were in awe... It says that they became the witnesses of this declaration that these angels made. And so these angels basically came down and said, Hey, Jesus is going to be born. He's the Savior of the world. And they witnessed all this. Now you can think about what, what should they have done. Or what we know what they did do. They went into Bethlehem. But what would we have done? Would we have been a witness as they were? You know, the desire of the shepherds after they saw this declaration about Jesus was to go and share it, to go and share it. And when we come to the Christmas season,
1: and really all
0: year long, but this is a time when it sort of brings more attention to the birth of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ than any other time during the year, this is a great time for us to witness or to tell others. And so verses 15 through 17 tell us about that, that they went and they told. Now, sometimes we will say, you know what, I can just be a witness by the life I live. I don't really need to speak things. And that's true. A lot of people look at our life and our profession should match, you know, our actions in our life. Those things need to be coincided because if we're preaching one thing and we're doing another thing, we've lost our testimony. But when we're living that life, too, we should be sharing that with others to, to share the gospel message. And so we saw that the shepherd says, it says, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Well, what did they say? Well, we saw God in the flesh. Oh, wow. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you just like to, and the day is coming when we are going to see Jesus, but wouldn't you have liked to have been the one that was presented with that message and gone? And seen the baby Jesus and knowing that this is the Messiah, the Savior of the world, Emmanuel, God, is now with us. They saw the Savior Of all humanity. And they went out and they told people. I've seen this Jesus. I've seen this Christ. I've seen this Savior. I've seen the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The shepherds would not be silent about what they saw. And they said he was a little baby. Born in a manger. Now the world expected something different. They expected a ruler, a king. They expected somebody powerful and mighty. But how unlike God to do just the opposite of what we think he's going to do, right? He sent the Savior of the world in just this little baby package. I like that thing, spread the word, because it's an action. And it's an action that you and I, if we are believers in Christ, need to take seriously. We need to take the responsibility of spreading the word, of sharing the gospel of who Jesus is. We can do it anywhere that we are. We can do it at work. We can do it at the coffee shop. You know, we can do it with our family. We can do it this evening when we go home and we sit around the Christmas tree or tomorrow morning when you are at the breakfast table. We share what God has done for us. Have you shared the gospel with those around you or have you found yourself sometimes tongue-tied and silent? When I talk about sharing the gospel too, I'm not just talking about quoting scriptures to people all the time and Quoting scripture is fine. But tell them the personal account that you had like the shepherds did. The shepherds, when they went into town, said, you're not going to believe this. An angel appeared before me. You're not going to believe this. The heavens opened up, and a host of angelic angels came down and were singing and praising. And there was a party going on out in the pasture with the sheep and the shepherds. We can share that same thing. What has Jesus done for your life? Has he made a difference to you? Has he revealed himself to you? We may not see him in the flesh as the shepherds did, but has he made a difference in your life? Have you told others about that difference? That's the testimony that we bring forth. It's not just the quoting of scriptures, but it's the changed life that Jesus came to do for us. Has your life been changed by the Savior, Jesus Christ? The shepherds spread the word about Jesus, and they were faithful to their calling, and they were faithful witnesses about his birth. And we can be the same, and we need to be the same. So can you do that? Be a witness during this season. It's a tragedy when God's people aren't focused upon him. I saw this little clip that, that said, um, you know, we always say we should put Christ back in Christmas. And the other person said, I think we should put Christ back in Christians. We need to start living for him. We need to start applying his word to our life and trusting in him. He came, it says, to save the world. Today, remember that, that Jesus came to save you. If you don't know him as your personal savior, the Bible says believe. Maybe you've gone down some, some trails and, and you keep hitting you know, roadblock after roadblock or problem after problem. You've tried everything to, to fix what's wrong in your life and, and you're at your wit's end. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Jesus came and he revealed himself to us. God sent his one and only son that we shouldn't linger, that we shouldn't perish, that we shouldn't live a life of of defeat, but that in him we can have victory. In him we can have true peace. Today, maybe as the shepherds, we need a healthy fear of God too. Sometimes we live... Proclaiming things of God, but not living things of God. Jesus says, I have came to change you. Behold, old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. He tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen in our life. Do you have faith in Jesus? May today we commit ourselves to be witnesses to him, not just through the Christmas season, but each and every time we get opportunity all year long, every day. Do you know what Jesus has done for me? People want to hear. People are looking for the answer. You know, they do some polls every now and then through Barn, and one of them is is that people consider themselves very spiritual, and they're looking. They're looking for answers. Well, guess what? If you know Christ is your Savior, you have the answer. It's found in Christ, and it's found in his word. Be a witness as the shepherds. Be a part of that party, not just tonight, But every day, every day we should wake up celebrating, thank you Jesus for the day that you've given me. Thank you for the opportunity of people that I've shared. We should be these farmers casting seeds of the word of God and saying, thank you God for the harvest before it's ever come. Because we have faith that his word will not return void to us. So can you join me in proclaiming that I will be a witness as we come into this new year. Amen? Let's pray. Father, again, we thank you, Lord, for your word. And we thank you for this wonderful account through Luke 2. Lord, open our eyes, Lord, to the things that that we need in our life. Lord, that we would be Christians, Christ followers, that our eyes would be upon you. And Lord, help our eyes to be open to the needs that are around us, to the opportunities that are around us, to the blessings that we can be to others because you have been such a blessing to us. Lord, you will give us the words to say, and you will give us the opportunities. Help us to trust in you. And we ask these things now in Jesus' name. Amen.